Grace and peace, you're listening to United We Pray. Taking racial struggles to the throne of grace, United We Pray is a ministry devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians think better about race in a way that is biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, old episodes, and more. I'm Austin Suter, one of the co-hosts, joined by Isaac Adams. How you doing, Isaac? I'm good and thinking about something. Okay. I'm just, it struck struck me that when you did that intro for what, the 5,000th time? No notes, by the uh, way. Not to man, brag. wow. I mean, just, you know, just well, saying. Well, we won't tell the listeners you have it tattooed on your forearm. Just that, you know, we're devoted to prayer and it's, it ain't flashy. And it's just hard to pray for the same thing for a long time. And I like what one of the pastors at our church says, um, Camp Pew, time has a way of testing the genuineness of our desires. So it's just good to keep praying with you, man. It is good to keep praying with you, too. And for folks who are weary in praying, I just want to give that word. There, There is that parable of the persistent widow for a reason. Jesus literally says, so you won't lose heart. And it's a parable about justice. That's really good. Yeah, you mentioning us not being flashy. I am working on a talk that I will give, Lord willing, in a couple of weeks in Detroit for a church mm-hmm. out there. And I, I literally wrote the line, we're about the most boring ministry you can think of in that we have no new ideas. Mm. All of our all of our ideas are the things Christians have always done. Amen. So I don't want to be self-righteous in that, but at the same time, just acknowledge sometimes it's a little bit of a grind. It is. And oh. that's okay. I, th- I mean, I think of Colossians 4. We were talking about in another episode, just preaching through Colossians here, you know, where Paul is talking about, is it Epaphras? And he says, who struggles on your behalf in prayer. It's just, that is what prayer is. So if anyone's struggling, just know you're not alone. You know, yeah, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you always struggling on your behalf uh, in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. Well, that uh, spontaneous word on prayer aside, <laughs> what we want to talk about. But I, but I quoted the Bible. So you did. You can't, no, you it can't was, be that. It was great, it. but and now I have no segue, and so here we are. <laughs> Awkward, rough transition. Insert here. What we want to talk about today is sort of Christian use of social media, hmm. and this is spurred by a couple of our favorite people deciding to leave major social media platform. A couple of our favorite. Theologians, thinkers, pastors, artists, however you want to categorize them, have recently gotten off of Twitter. And Mm. their stated reasons are basically just that it's too nasty a place to hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great loss. And I'm I'm not, man, I just have a lot of thoughts on this. (laughs) Uh, One is that I'm not sure we're appropriately sobered by what that represents. When someone is godly and as life-giving and as light-giving. See what I did there? I do. Just want to make sure. As Ray Ortland gets, and let's be clear up front, we respect and appreciate the, the reasons people, they've decided to get off. They have all the Christian freedom in the world to do so. Um, it's their gain, their sanity, their peace. And it's, I think, the rest of our loss. Because like, it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just the edification we lose. But uh, I think when that happens, you know, I'm not going to say it's one-to-one, someone shaking their boots and the dust off their boots and leaving that town, but it it sure seems pretty close. And I'm not sure we're 
sobered by what that represents. I feel, and this is frankly how Twitter was, <clears throat> how these things are designed. The show goes on. doesn't matter who walks in and out of the casino, so long as people are still on the slot machines. And I'm like, if, if, if that kind of person feels, would feel compelled to get off this thing, I want to take a, a good, long, hard look at what this thing is and what it is doing to our minds and our discourse. I want to ask questions like, why does it seem to be the exception and not the norm that Christians are super kind on here? I think that's backward and troubling, to say the least. Well, not to get too into the, the weeds on this, but I appreciated your care in asking that question because you said, why does it seem that Christians are right. more rarely kind. Um, because I would go out on a limb and say, there's probably plenty of Christians being really nice on social media. Fair. Are they the ones being highlighted? Are they the ones showing up on my feed? These are different questions. Right. And there are questions of, am I following the right people or am I following a bunch of meanies, right? right? right. And then there's the second question of, does this platform uh, unnecessarily reward salacious content in a way that makes it unhelpful for us to even be there. Right. And I think that's where, you know, kind of going to our, another conversation we just had about dis disagreements even, or different opinions. It's like, I feel like I'm still of the mind. I like, I just like to be a light in that place just a bit longer. Now I was, I had different battles and yeah. And I'm not saying they didn't want to be a light. So don't hear this as a comment on them. I'm just simply saying, I, I, what well, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't want people to hear that and think we should all get off and leave the ship to the crazies and let them burn it down. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And we're not trying to make that decision for you listener, like, right. but it's a, it's a helpful exercise to say that that, that is an option you can take. You don't have to be on social media if it's super discouraging for you. Oh, well, and I want to be clear. I, I, I'm about to get up off Facebook I mean, so it's just like, you know, maybe I just pick a different meal to stop eating, right? And it's like, oh, I'll eat in this room, but I'm not going to eat in that room anymore. And so, but yeah, in every battle, there's times to retreat. There's times to re-strategize. There's times to just retire from it. And Proverbs are really clear about guarding your heart. And I'm like, my goodness, if if it just what, what Ray said in that TGC article, I'm sure we can put it in the yeah, show we'll notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. He, he felt dirtied. And like, who, like, we're clean in Christ. I'm not trying to feel dirtied. I, all of us have enough drama in our own life, enough discouragement in our own life. That's why I'm, the reason I said I try to just say encouraging stuff on Twitter. All of us are, as Ray would say, no one is walking around over-encouraged. All of us have plenty of discouragement already in our life. But yeah, I mean, and that's why I phrase it that way, right? Is is this platform? I mean, and man, it, it gets down. It doesn't even matter who you follow anymore. Like the people you follow, the people they follow are now up in my feed. It's like I feel like I've crafted my list pretty carefully. But if I like one thing, well, now all oh, that thing is anyway. Just getting back to my point, I just I think even you know, just a personal confession. I've I think we all adopted iPhones, Androids, whatever, this kind of technology so unwittingly just, it came out so fast. I mean, it's how technology where it comes out fast. It's fun. It's great. And I'm just like, I think it's really easy to think you're using your iPhone when your iPhone is using you. Yeah. And this thing, this companion you are carrying around everywhere with you is full of so much junk. 
and you liken your casual scrolling on your phone to a casual stroll in the park. And it's just not that it's dumpster diving at best. And so I, I just, I want us to think about as Christians, how this is rewiring us. And the reason I think this is not just on a Christian and technology podcast, but on United We Pray is because these divisions are getting cals- re, re, are, are getting calcified in our brain. What's the word I'm looking for? Recalca or re, I don't know. Okay, you're giving me the look to keep going. So uh, I just don't ever want to be asked to interpret what's in your head. <laughs> uh, but they're but they're doing something in how we are thinking about each other as avatars and thinking about different positions, ideologies, and insofar as those run along the very clear racial divisions we have, and they stoke those divisions, I think we need to be really careful. Because your pocket may not be burning, but you have a fire in your pocket insofar as you have a phone, a smartphone at least. And this is why, you know, James says the tongue, it's the smallest of the members, but a, a great forest fire is set ablaze. And the tweet is the smallest of, you know, epistolary forms. And a great forest fire can be set ablaze. And so I just, I want to be more sober about that. And not just act as if this is just a neutral space and Satan has no vested interest in getting a bunch of Christians to think poorly and ill of each other on here and judgmentally and self-righteously and cruelly. And so, yeah, anyone who feels the need to get off, I certainly understand. And I'm not even sure I'm not that far behind you. So, wanted to think through both, because you've been mentioning just now what we what we intake. And I think that's a really good word because... Christians come to church on Sunday having been on their phones all week, and that mm-hmm. shapes them. Their phone is discipling them. Well, think about yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's some sobering statistic out there. You're in church for two hours, max, on Sunday. You're on your phone for how many hours throughout the week? Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. So we can think about that, and we would all do well to audit our feeds, right? And to do some maintenance. And I think it does require some maintenance. Like you, you have to play defense against algorithms and against, you know, yeah, you can't just unwittingly accept it. Yeah. Yeah. We can leave that for the technology, Christian and technology podcasts. They know more about it than we do. What I want to talk about is the, your contribution to social media, the listener, how, what are each of us putting out there? Because as I think about Ray Ortland leaving Twitter uh, or Jackie Hill Perry leaving Twitter, I think about what, what did the interaction between professing Christians on Twitter, how did that get so discouraging they decided to leave? Yeah, and what, I mean, I want to be clear. Yes, we don't, we're, on this podcast, we never just say, don't hurt it. Don't say anything hard to anybody ever and just be nice to everyone, right? Like we want to be clear about the lines that need to be drawn, but John 13, 35 is still in the Bible. By this, the world will know you are my disciples by the way you correct one another, way you quote tweet one another and dunk on each other. No, by the way you love one another. And you know, one of our pastors said this so well, we should be known by the power of our love, not the love of our power as Christians. And so, um, yeah, uh, I think that's the right question. And by the way, the word I was looking for earlier was reify. Okay. 
you should have been able to help me get that I'm because sorry. You, you should be able to read my brain. I'll do, I'll do better. I promise. I'm going to mute you on Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So how should we think about that? You Wait, can just, I say, can I say one more thing? Please. Sorry on what you were also saying. I like how you switch it to input versus output, because I think a lot of us just, we input, we consume, we go to the thing to consume and kind of one disposition I have with Twitter, I'm really just not there to input. And I hope most of us are saying, I hope all of us would say our pr primary intake is Bible, is sermons, advice, conversation around dinner tables, fun with your kids, fun with your friends, whatever, but not just hot takes. And, and so it's kind of like, I like to think of social media as like, I'm going here to say something positive and then leave till the next morning where I tell you we are yet one day closer to heaven. And so I think input and output is a helpful paradigm to think about uh, in terms of, and it is useful to think about what then are you outputting on there? And is it positive? Like, would you read this tweet to Jesus? It'd be like, look at this tweet, Jesus. Would you, Jesus, would you retweet this? Like, or would you say it to the person you're tweeting at? Yeah. Would you even say it to their face? Yeah. Because I think there can be a temptation in sort of the anonymous nature of Twitter, how it's, or any social media. We keep saying Twitter because that's the one we're both on. Yeah. Um, but well, it's the social... one people left. So it's, it's sure. It's... Sure. But there's a temptation to think of people as less than fully human or that sort of thing. There's also a temptation, I think, to say, oh, I'm just some random internet person. Nobody cares what I'm thinking anyway, what I'm thinking or saying anyway. Right. You can still discourage somebody. Oh, I remember, I think it was in one of Jackie's feeds or posts somewhere. Someone like just said this incredibly rude comment and she responded was like, hey, that hurts. And they were like, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you, you read these. And I was... I was like, what does her reading them have to, like, have to do with it? Why would you ever say that? So, yeah, I just, we, and I think we should realize, like, there are some, like, some of us have different personality bands. Like, you and I have plenty of weaknesses. Just because we're on Twitter doesn't mean we're better than anyone else. But, like, if this is just a stumbling block for you, I want to encourage you. Get off the thing. Yeah. If Jesus is going to hold you to account for every careless word and every careless tweet, Plenty. We all have plenty that we're going to answer for. We don't need to add any more. Get off the thing. It's not worth it. And I'll just say, Austin, or anyone listening, is like, but because you get these dopamine hits off retweets and likes, and you know my small, relatively small account. When you compare it to all the accounts out there, but sure, I have a few followers. I'm, it does not make me any happier in life. Truly, you know. it has not fixed any of my, any stop. You shouldn't say that so quickly, <laughs> uh, but it's just not fixed any of my problems or made me feel any better about myself. It's just, I remember Trip Lee, let's give a, a much better example, talking about this and you know, Trip's got whatever, 250,000 followers, something like that. And Trip was talking about, he was like, my, my followers are laughable compared to some other people's. And I was like, what are you talking about? But that's the, that's what humans do. The eye is never satisfied, nor is the Twitter profile. So just ugh, beware. Well, and a special warning on that is, you know, the platforms are set up to reward bad behavior. Yeah. And so if you're desire is to build a platform, you're going to have a lot harder time doing it being the nice guy as opposed to being loud, hot take. Right. That's right. And, you know, it's just, 
we don't want, you just don't want that to be your driving desire. It's like, don't worry about the size of your platform. Just be content that you get to say anything for you get to speak his name and go speak it to your neighbors. Any other thoughts on this? No, just an encouragement to be sobered by the thing and to not assume that it's not having any effect or that it's not rewiring how you think about or want to communicate with. Because, like, you know, all of us want clean snippet or short little tweet interactions now with each other, where it's like actual persuasion requires lengthy conversation requires careful thought. You can't just shoot something into the ether and hope to change someone's mind or be changed. So just the way it's forming your appetite and shaping you, I just want us to freshly think about. I think it's good to be sobered by it and realize maybe we're a little too drunk on this thing. And maybe we're a little too punchy on this thing. And it's just like, we want to build each other up. We want to be kind, compassionate. I mean, how many Bible verses can we read about this? And is my presence here or the things I'm liking or retweeting? I'm not clearly we think it's useful or we wouldn't be on it, but I think we should be sobered. And that's the basic message behind what I'm getting at. So to tie a bow on it, if we can use this platform and our voice there to be edifying, that's a good thing. If what we're taking in as a result of our time there is so discouraging that it, it weighs on us. We just need to take stock and figure out whether, whether it's worth it. Right. And it's, and it, for some people it's worth it. And for some people it's not. And I'd like for the people who think it is worth it to take a good, long, hard look at, is it worth it? And it might be worth it this year and maybe not next year. And that's totally fine. But what's not worth it is standing before Jesus and being like, him being like, let's read some of your tweets together, shall we? You know, and you know, praise God for his grace. But I think at first Peter two nine, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Peter's made clear it was purchased by the <laughs> the blood of Christ worth more than perishable things, infinitely more. Why? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I think some of us have gotten so caught up in proclaiming other things that we've lost our way. And Satan, Satan doesn't need us to be tweeting things about Satan. Just like, just tweet about tertiary things that people naturally divide on and just keep doing that. And y'all will do just fine for my purposes and my agenda. What's that quote from Screw Tape? Murder is not better than cards if cards will do. Oh, we should. Oh, man. Well, brother, do you want to pray for us that we be wise in our social media yeah. dealings? Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, we pray uh, that you would give us wisdom and show us as Christians who use this technology, Lord, uh, that you would help us to use it for the right reasons in the right ways at the right time. Lord, that we might speak as fits the occasion, that we might give grace to those who hear, that we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Um, Father, we thank you for the example 
that for godly folks who've gotten off Twitter have left us and saying some bad, like this is not worth the time. The days are short and evil. We have better things to do with our time, Lord. Uh, so we pray um, those brothers and sisters would find the peace, uh, would find more of the peace of Christ. And Lord, we pray that we would all enjoy Christ more, know more of his peace and be peacemakers. Lord, help us do that. Help us to not unwittingly adopt uh, the technologies and the methods and the algorithms of a dividing and divisive world, but rather to go the opposite way and to be a force for unity and for good. And it's really hard to do that when we want the retweets and the likes, when we feel justified and vindicated and saying something we want to say, Lord, show us uh, why it is often so wise to close our mouths close our phones, and to pray to you instead. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we ask that uh, those who claim your name would just exhibit more of the fruit of the Spirit in our public speech, whether that's in person or on social media. We pray that you make us loving, peaceful, patient, um, good, faithful, self-controlled, all of these things. Lord, we pray that we would uh, look and sound more like Jesus than whoever is getting the most retweets and having the most success on social media. Lord, we just ask that the public exit of some good, kind, faithful people would um, sober us and cause us to reflect on whether we are being a positive or negative force uh, or encouraging or discouraging force. Uh, in our use of social media. And we pray that uh, that you would be working, that it wouldn't be a distraction, but it would be an opportunity to make much of you. Amen. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find more about our work at youwepray.com. Grace and peace. Go.